Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello. Hi. Welcome once again. This is the main show, and we're going to be discussing the episode entitled Broken Heart. Mm-hmm. And this is episode number 308. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 308. Just briefly, I just want to say our thoughts and prayers are with those who lost loved ones and have injured loved ones from the massacre in San Bernardino, Mm -hmm. my hometown. And it's kind of really surreal having the world look at a street and a town that I drove around and drove down for years. And it was very, very interesting and sad all in the same time. Mm -hmm. So our thoughts and prayers are with the, all those involved and uh, connected to that. So, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be talking about broken heart. We have a number of great emails and we just watched the episode again. I I don't know if I, if I change my mind, I, I still, it's interesting the the way we do the podcast is we watch it and I really zero in on things that I relate to. And, and, I really kind of want to talk about, and I hit the same points again. So it's like, we, I think we did a pretty good job for us, for our podcast and what I definitely wanted to talk about. So it's, it's interesting kind of thinking in that way, but now we want to know what you guys think, the listeners. So, and that's That's really what this, this is about. The first thoughts is our first thoughts. And Mm -hmm. then now in the main show, we bring in everyone else so tomorrow, the 6th of December, yes, is the final episode for the 5A arc, and it's called Swan Song, and it's a pretty foreboding title for sure. Sure. So I don't know what will happen, but definitely we'll have some type of a cliffhanger, something. Well, yeah, because it is the winter finale. Yes. And, you know, like you said, the title is pretty pretty heavy duty. And I'm not going to mention, because we keep hearing, and this person is returning for episode 100 and this one. and the, So basically, if you've ever liked anyone, possibly on Once Upon a Time, I, make sure you watch episode 100. Yeah. Uh, they'll all be there somehow. Oh, back in March? You mean coming up in March? Yes. I should say not, March ha- 6th, not back in March. I believe, yeah. 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 The, the frightening thing is usually these titles have a lot to do with what's going on mm-hmm. in the, you know, happening to the characters. You know, Mother, we had the very mother-centric theme and Broken Heart was very much about broken hearts. If you know what swan song means, it's typically a final gesture before death or retirement. Sure. So it's, you know, somebody's final hurrah before they go out. That's a little foreboding. And I hope that's not a premonition of what is to come. That would 
suck a lot. Now, more than likely, I'm going to say this incorrectly, but I know that Swan Song is either the record company or the record division of Led Zeppelin. So Swan Song is somehow associated to their really? music. Yes. Swan Song Records. You're absolutely right. Yes. So. Yeah. Interesting. For sure. And they are definitely, Adam and Eddie are music fans. And that is true. Classic rock fans, but I th- they like all kinds of music. So let's go ahead and we're going to dive into our, f- unless you had some more views, but I think I think we'll no, fold I our mean, views into this. It was a very sad comments. episode. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. So, but no, we can, we can certainly insert comments into the fantastic emails that we got. Yes. And here we go. <clears throat> so our first email, I'll take the first one. And it comes from Katie Talera. Sorry if I messed up your last name. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. I would include the title of the episode in the subject, but I can't think of the name of it as Zelina said, oops. Anyways, it's the night of uh, Sunday, November 29th. No problem. I've been listening for a while, but I'm finally able to email my thoughts on the episode. So I thought I would just email a few things. It's late. So my typing may be bad as soon as I wake up tomorrow. I'm packed, so I thought after the episode ended to send this right after because I tried in the past, but every time I wanted to, I got so busy. So here it is. Number one, so this broke my heart, and I don't think you're alone. I think Mm-mm. many, many yeah. happen. I think that was the intent, Yes, hence the title. Uh, when Hook told Emma that she will always be an orphan, I went back to Neverland when she told she remembered in Neverland when she told Snow that she was an orphan. That's right, in the uh, Cave of Echoes. Mm-hmm. And that was how the map worked. So it crushed me so much. So and it wasn't important. actually, she didn't tell her in the Cave of Echoes. She told her on the log in the middle of the forest or yeah, the yeah. jungle when nobody but, else was around. But yeah, yeah I in Neverland. Know. Sure. It was on Neverland yep. for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, number two, I get it. Emma not trusting <clears throat> Hook killing with the sword. Who wouldn't but really not give it to him also? If Hook was seeing Rumple, then it is possible for Emma to see another past Dark One? That's a good question. Maybe. <laughs> and, and it is because she's seen Nimue. Yes. But but I think it's a Would valid question in that it's, it's like Rumple is the patron Dark One that it's kind of the default, well, I guess. I think, I think the only reason she doesn't see others is because she'd never met them. True. She's only yeah, known yeah. Rumpel. Yeah. So that's why I think because it's a familiar, I mean, you know, I've heard that, um, <clears throat> people who hear God's voice, mm-hmm. it always sounds like their own voice because that's the voice, you know, or it sounds like somebody, you know, because it's always the, I mean, that's what you know. Yeah. And, and I'll, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to adjust your comment to the sensing of the voice. So, Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. And there is a familiar familiarity to it. So. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. So I will continue. Or can only one dark one um, see a past dark one? I I gather that's the kind of the rules of being a dark one. But Emma did see both. She but saw she Rumple and then she saw Nimue she, when she but needed she can to. One, can one at a time. One dark one see a past dark one. I, I guess that's what she meant. But yeah. yeah. Can a dark one see a past dark one? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Number three, I was so sad that Merlin died. It was so fast, and then he was gone. I still don't get how Nimue uh, was supposed to help, though. Well, how is she supposed to help? Yeah. Um, I believe the only way that, that they can fix this is by getting rid of her. Because she is all dark ones. Right, right She right. is the mother of all dark ones. Get rid of her mm-hmm. and... She and then the dark ones are gone forever. That's the whole point. You have to vanquish her now that she's in the flesh. That'll be interesting. Absolutely. Number four. Oh, Henry, uh, frowny face. <clears throat> he was so angry at Emma. I'm glad that he was able to forgive her, though. Operation Cobra Part Two, mm-hmm. and that that was pretty pretty sad. I I love the family dynamic. I love oh, yeah. when children get to express themselves, and then move on to other things and he clearly has more of his grandmother and grandfather in him than his own mother because she held on that grudge for her parents for so long yeah and then he forgave her pretty darn quickly so and emma as well she didn't like to let go very very fast so yeah that's what i'm saying yep Number five, oh, is Rumbell really over? I was actually really proud of Belle. Yes, it is easy for them to get back together, but Belle needs to think about herself for once. And I was glad that she had the strength to do it. And if they're meant to be together, they will be. Plus, did she really walk all the way out to the well when she could? We could she could have not shown up, and it would have hurt him slightly more because she didn't show. And and that's true, but I think sometimes when you want to do something in your heart that's important, like a breakup, you want to do it face-to-face. And I think it it took a lot more courage for her to do that. It proves that she still loves him, which she said she did anyway and always will. But it proves that she loves him because she actually gave him the courtesy of telling him to his face rather than letting him think she doesn't love him at all. Isn't it interesting that all these dark ones mention love? Well, sure. They all love, they all love, they all love, they all love. And and instead of just being fueled with anger and they hate everyone, that's not true. They do love. And I thought that was kind of interesting. That's in the watch through again. That intense passion and that intense breakup and rejection and hurt is what creates the darkness in them. Yeah. Number six, I was also proud of Regina. And I don't think you were alone in that. Nope. It took a lot of strength for her to put faith in Zelina once again. And I admit, I was I was smiling a little when Zelina got to coo over her baby. Still need to name the child, though. So, I, Yeah, I, we'll see what yeah. they how they handle that. If they handle it kind of like how they did with Baby Neil and make a big you know production yeah. about announcing it once everything's all squared away. I mean, they got to figure out how they're going to name her. I mean, is Robin just going to name her and that's that? Or is, are they going to let Zelina contribute? Are they going to, you know... I've got five bucks on Marion. There you go. That's mm, that's what I think. Maybe. Maybe. I We're probably going to come up with, you know, uh, possibly. I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Cora, too. Hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Uh, number seven, I really like Regina Sass. You're being stupid. Sums up everything real quick. Yeah, true. Well, Regina, <laughs> she's good at that. Yeah, she's got loaded sass and she's ready to just fire it in any, any yeah, moment. Yeah. Number eight, the blood of someone has gone to hell and back. And I found it funny when Hook said that bloody hell because 
how do you get to hell is by Rumpel's blood. Yeah. Well, and that's and that was also um, Will Scarlet's uh, mm-hmm. catchphrase. Yeah, too, it was so. actually. Yeah. It's a very popular English phrase. Yes. There's other ones that I'd rather not well, say. Of course, but podcast. it's kind of it's yeah. a stronger version of "oh crap." Yep. Yep. Basically. And nine. Wow the one the winter finale is next week. I don't know what to do after next week other than schoolwork because I'm in the tenth grade and the teachers are tough. Well, hang in there. Tenth I mean, mm-hmm. grade is tough. Tenth grade I mean, is tough. Yeah. Enjoy it though while you can. True. Because <laughs> unfortunately, I don't want to burst your bubble, but it gets it gets harder as you go through. So. Enjoy the the tenth grade and and like we said, just kind of hang in there because uh, I do remember being in tenth grade. I remember it being kind of fun. Enjoy the Even su- with tough teachers. Enjoy the summer breaks. If, oh, yeah. if if you don't go to uh, all around uh, all year school, mm-hmm. enjoy summer breaks. Enjoy winter breaks. Enjoy all the breaks that you have right now. Just I'm- please do that because one day you won't have them and you'll. Fight for time to take vacations. Yeah. Well, unless you become a teacher and then you would have the same breaks. And, but let me tell you, being a teacher is tough. I have a number of friends that are teachers and it's a lot of work. So as tough as they are, you know, they have it pretty tough too, because they work a lot more hours than we think they do. So I'll continue with the email. Uh, I hope y'all have a great week and I'm looking forward to listening to your amazing podcast this week. You are very kind. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) Also, every week you give big love to all of us and say, pass it on. Well, a friend of mine is going through a tough time right now. So I sent her much love that she's feeling better. Um, But what she's going through, it's going to take so much more. I'm rambling rambling on right now, but I'll leave with this really short. Uh, But I love your podcast and it cheers me up to listen to when I'm having a bad day. And I listen to one if I'm all caught up. And I go back and listen to older ones to cheer me up. And without a doubt, it always works. So thank you very much. Signed a fellow once her, Katie Talera. Thanks, Thanks Katie. so much, Katie, for that. And, you know, love is a powerful thing. And, and sometimes it takes more than that. But, you know, our 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 big love goes out to your friend as well. Because mm-hmm. I know that uh, people wrestle and have all kinds of difficulties yeah. in life. Yeah, so. So um, thank you for relaying that to her mm-hmm. and, and the, your friend, and hopefully things will get better uh, for yep. your friend. And thanks for listening. Absolutely. And I will hand over the wonderful reading reins mm-hmm. to my lovely co-host and my wife, Colleen. <laughs> All right. This is from Gabe. The episode definitely lives up to its title. I am so sad right now. Talk about a dark episode. OMG. Definitely didn't see that coming in the least. Hopefully Merlin can come back in a similar way that all the dark ones did. Question. Why didn't Merlin put a protection spell over his heart years ago? Mm. Dang, Merlin, be smart. Mm. Agreed. But then he got trapped in a tree for quite a long time. So he didn't exactly have a chance. But I agree with you. He should have done that way, 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 way long time ago. Right the minute that she turned herself into the dark one, he should have put a protection spell when he saw what she did. So, yeah, good point. Uh, Let me continue. I think the message of this episode mirrors the previous one, birth, in learning to let go of those you love. I also noticed the theme of the destructive power of selfishness. Great point. 
I've only seen the episode once, so I'm sure you'll find more examples, but Emma and Hook are both being supremely selfish in their decisions. Like I said in my last email, this reminds me of a parent not wanting their child to save them. So when the parent's having a problem, they don't want the child to save the parent. They want their child to live on. Right? You're following me, right? Um, Anyway, that was my comment, not his. (laughs) Hook lived for hundreds of years. He was never afraid of dying. Emma made the selfish and short-sighted decision to save him despite plenty of warnings and begging from Hook. And you're absolutely right, Gabe. She ignored that. Uh, Another major theme in this episode was the sanctity of choice. We are unique as human beings because we have free will. We can act against our natural instincts, whereas a dog or cat is unable, especially cats. They're going to try try to take over the world just biding their time. (laughs) Dogs know this, you know. Uh That's why they always chase the cats around. Totally agree. Now, kitties are adorable. Mm. We like kitties, but we do have our little lady, our little dog. Dogs are better. (laughs) Dogs are awesome. Uh, anyway, back to the email to take away a man or woman's free will is to take away their humanity. And that is exactly what hook has lost. And that's a great point. Yeah. It's very, it's a great point. He, he didn't have a choice in this. Um, and he, he made the choice and she said, "Eh, too bad. I'm, I'm making the other decision for you. Um, it reminds me also of Supernatural's Dean Winchester saying, what's dead should stay dead, mm. as well as the dangers of violating the natural order. That is so true. It seems extremely unfair that dark beings can rip out people's hearts and control and or kill them. But despite this power, evil always seems to lose. And that is because evil is fueled by fear. Mm. Yeah, Fear is a bad thing and fear will always lose. Um, the big reason for that is that evil is self-defeating. See? In agreement. Evil doesn't necessarily need any prodding from good to be miserable or to fail. For example, if someone lives a life of decadence with promiscuity and taking drugs and alcohol, the person will eventually kill themselves either accidentally or on purpose. Um, and we've actually seen, unfortunately, too many people yeah. who have succumbed to this, especially in the Entertainment, music. Yeah. Music and, and, and television and movies, and it's unfortunate. And um, you're right. If they do live that without um, any sort of guidance or restraint, any yeah. restraint or mm-hmm. any sort of intervention, sometimes sometimes they get that and they still uh, manage to, unfortunately, <sighs> it's it's tough. Anyway, um, I think that is what the resolution of this story will uncover. Now, with, I'm guessing, when hundreds of hundreds of dark ones going around Storybrooke, I'm willing to bet their plan will fail in a way that they brought upon themselves. Even if the dark ones get everything they want, they will be utterly miserable beings. Yeah. And that is absolutely true because, again, it's that selfish, self-centered, you know, don't think about anybody else. We're going to get what we want. And really, what does Nimue want? She wants to snuff out the light? Really? I mean, that seems kind of like, okay, she loved Merlin. She still loved him all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, so why would she want to snuff out the light? It It just, it it, it doesn't. It's like all the, when you have magic... You want to break the rules of magic and have all of it. You, you never, ever want any kind of 
restraint at all. You want all power. You want all magic. You want all of it. And if you're using dark magic, you don't want any of that light because a lot of a couple of times uh, we've heard it mentioned is that light is basically the the prison of the darkness, and and you can't so darkness can't hide right. in the light mm-hmm. and. Darkness. All darkness wants to do is, out of feelings of guilt, is hide. Yeah. So that makes total sense. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. So uh, let me finish off the email here. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast, guys. I just got home from visiting my brother in Houston. I watched the episode and simply had to get this off my chest. Rest in peace, Merlin. And Adam and Eddie, bring him back <laughs> now. <laughs> you heard Gabe. Gabalicious. You heard Gabe. Nashville, Tennessee. And P.S. If you guys ever get around to visiting Nashville, hit me up. There's a lot to do here, and I'm an excellent host. You bet. Thank you much, man. And if we are in that neck of the woods, we will hook you up. Yeah. We'll hit you up for sure. And <laughs> I don't, yeah, that sounded bad. We will hit you up <laughs> to check it out because I know Nashville's got a lot of cool Nashville's stuff. Nashville's amazing. I haven't been in a long, 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 need, long, long time. We would need a guide for yeah. sure. So. And Houston's pretty fun too. There's some yeah, fun stuff to yeah. do in Houston. There's some other stuff to do in Houston that we won't talk about. I'm pretty sure Gabe knows what we're talking about, too. But, but Nashville okay. would be awesome. So anyway, thank you so much. Indeed. Uh, I will take the next one. This is from Kathy. Greetings, Colleen and Jeff. So let me start by saying I thought this was a great episode. Lots of angst for all shippers. That's true. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, all the ships had some kind of angst somewhere. I'll start with Killian and Emma. Oh, my gosh. Emma did not foresee how dark Killian would become. While he is in this phase, I will refer to him as Dark Hook because he is unbelievably dark. Mm -hmm. I hated that he crushed Merlin's heart. I know it was really supposed to be Nimue crushing it, but Dark Hook's hand was the one actually holding and squeezing. Not what I want to see from my favorite character, for sure. I also don't want to believe that he would really go along with snuffing out the dark, the darkness. I, I I think you mean the light. Um, but he did warn Emma that he wasn't strong enough to fight it. Maybe it was snuffing. Anyway. No, it is snuffing out the okay. light. Yeah. As I asked before, how will this get resolved? I have seen one preview, uh, but I'm trying to avoid knowing what might happen. Uh, but I'm wondering how his father will factor into the overall story and fathers and mothers and mm-hmm. influences and yeah. how you were brought up is all factors of how we end up. It did disturb me quite a bit to realize that it was Killian's hand doing the actual crushing. But as we've seen from the past, it really wasn't Killian doing it. It was just his physical body. Nimue was completely 1,000% in control of him at that point. I don't believe Killian, real Killian, who is locked up somewhere deep inside, uh, underneath all that darkness, he would not have done that. Mm. That just... He's come too far. I just can't fathom that he is going to turn so far back that he's unredeemable. I, there has to be a way to redeem him. There just has to. Because we we can't have him be just awful, evil, bad, dark one hook. We should, it just, no. I will be really sad. I just, I just want to say this comment before I go back to the email is that isn't it interesting that we're really kind of cheering and arguing for 
even the most evil character, they have to be redeemed. Isn't that oh, nice? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that isn't that rare? Because all the stories and all the movies that we've seen, a good character is all good all the time, never right. bad. And the bad character is always bad, can't be redeemed. And I think it's fascinating that looking at people who struggle and have dark periods and have dark weaknesses and mm-hmm. faults and all that, mm-hmm. they can be redeemed. Yeah. And I think if, if Adam and Eddie could pass on one, just one little idea is that all people can be redeemed. Will they be? Now that's another question, but they can be. And I think that's, that's the hope that I think that they wanted to pass on through this show. And I think they've done a great job with that there has literally only been one character in this entire show that i didn't care and didn't want to see redeemed i wanted this person to get their just desserts and who was that character again it was uh tamara i believe yes it was tamara she was horrid but again and actually pan was an evil character and we kind of wanted him to be redeemed but there was no redemption for him. Oh, well, there's always uh, March 6th. We'll see what happens th- yeah, through that whole true. thing. That is very true. Okay. Um, uh, I will continue with the email. Side note, last Sunday during your podcast, Jeff, you mentioned about another heart being older than Merlin's. You said bells, which actually, which totally confused me. What did you mean by your comments? I meant that it was uh, blue. Blue, not bell. Blue fairy's yeah. heart. Supposedly. And that's what that's what I meant is that supposedly rural Gorham is the oldest creature being in the story. Well, that's what, I that's what we're thinking. But again, you know, who knows what? I mean, yeah. they've never brought that up again. That was season one, and yeah. it's never been mentioned again. Mm-hmm. And she's allowed herself to get killed and be trapped in a sorcerer's hat and all kinds of things. Sure. So, but but she's been released. Yeah, no, I and, get that. But she's not nearly as powerful as, you know, the way they portrayed her to be in, you know, Rumpel's comments in season one. It's kind of like they abandoned that idea. Like, she was supposed to be the one, and they abandoned that idea and went another direction. Is what I, I, I don't think we've seen the last of that story, but... That's, yeah, maybe. We'll, 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 we'll see. see. Anyway, sorry about that confusion. I meant the Blue Fairy and not Belle. Sorry. Yeah. I'll continue next, Robin and Regina. I do love Zelina, but how awful to have the dynamic with her as the baby's mother. Constantly present when you're trying to form a lasting relationship. Uh, unfortunately, that happens mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, do... Do couples separate and never stay together for the good of them? And then what happens to the child if there was a child born in that relationship? So, yeah, it's it's, it's it not easy. It definitely makes it difficult. That yeah. is for sure. It can work, and I've seen it work with other people. Um, so, again, if we go follow the thread of just a couple minutes ago where we want to see characters redeemed, I would love to see Zelina redeemed. I'd love to see her team up and just kick some serious dark one but you know with the heroes coming up i think it'd be awesome um you know we'll see what happens well i and i would love for zelina and regina to have a conversation and have regina say listen and i think she's already mentioned this but maybe i would love her to say listen i had a mother 
and it wasn't all that. She kind of great indicated of a, that, and that's and that's kind of what I'm saying is that. Yeah, I mean, she's like, that, look, she's not. It wasn't nearly as great as you think because she was a terrible mother. Yes. And, but Zelina is still fighting for that. Well, Zelina's so. fighting for what she believes are yeah. injustices that were dished out to her because she was basically abandoned by her mother. Yes. And it's that whole resolution of she didn't she didn't understand why. She never knew why. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that if she did know why it would make anything better or maybe it would. Yeah. Maybe if she saw that, maybe she would understand. I don't know. Because unfortunately she went from you know, a mother that abandoned her to a bad situation with a, a an adoptive father. Once her mother, her adoptive mother died, you know. So I, it, mm, yeah, there's a lot of serious issues with Miss Zelina, and we hope that she can kind of get through that and resolve it. So maybe her little girl will be the factor that, like Regina's hoping, will turn her around. Yes. It took Regina a long time to turn around, too, so we can't exactly expect Zelina to change overnight. doesn't happen like that. It took Regina quite a while. I will continue with the email. I kept expecting Zelina to just poof herself and her little green bean out of the apartment. Yeah, you weren't the only one. <laughs> I expect her to cause major problems for them, but hope that motherly love may convince her to side with the heroes to battle the dark ones. Yep. Yep. I'm wondering if Regina kind of is smart enough to put a spell around the apart wherever they are when she's there so that she can't leave. And then once yeah. she's done visiting, then release it and then she's welcome to go. You know, that kind of a thing. I wonder if the end of Swan Song that really calls Henry to somehow go through the process to re return as the author. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Lastly, Rumple and Bell, I was not expecting her to break his heart after meeting him at the well. While I think Robert Carlyle is amazing, I did not like Rumple Stillskin for much of the first few seasons and had a hard time when Bell first started loving him. Of course, you can't pick who you love, so I gave her a pass on that. I came to like him more over time, although he was still scheming not too long ago. After all, he did trick her by transforming himself into Killian in order to get the dagger back. Bell has been let down so many times by him. Will he be able to win her back? Where is this going? I gotta tell you, I absolutely loved Rumple. Not at first, but... I when he, when I saw the episode, um, oh, skin deep, skin deep. Yes, thank you. And the other one that was also back in that first season that really kind of tied in and explained where he was, what he was doing, and why he did what he did. So once I understood the motivation for all of this, then I kind of started seeing him as a, you know, he's not as bad as I thought he was. Yeah, he's making some really bad choices, but he's doing it because he's got to set things up in order to finish things the way he wants to. And you're right. He has this season, especially over this season, particularly, and even more last season, he really just hasn't changed hadn't changed and actually in my opinion reverted to a less likable character because he did have everything he wanted and he's 
still managed to jack things up because he was selfish, trying to keep his power and trying to free himself from the dagger and all kinds of ridiculous things. And and he was very horrible to Belle and mistreated her as far as just deceiving her. And, and I was really unhappy with him. So I agree with you. It was very difficult watching that. And, you know, will he be able to win her back? I don't know. I it's a tough one. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Emily DeRaven is pregnant in real life. So I'm wondering if that's going to be written into the show. And then that will make an interesting dynamic. If Belle is pregnant, you know, what will Rumpel do to basically be honorable and be a good father to this new baby? If they allow that to, you know, manifest. I kind of hope they do because I think it'd be interesting. Much springtime in Storybrooke, man. There's all kind <laughs> exactly. of babies everywhere. Well, hi, yeah. and yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is what happens when your actresses get pregnant. So, Well, I do, I do like the, the struggle because no one's relationship is ever smooth, easy, not, never a problem. And so, If it is, there's something not completely 100% right with it, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's not to say that there are no relationships that are like this. I just think that's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly rare. I think that every relationship, good ones especially, have things that are you know they have little bumps in the road. All right, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent. I want to take a small little tangent and then we'll get back on the. There, there's so many times that I've heard older people in church circles. I tend to church things, and they would say things like. I have never spoke myself and my wife have never spoke a curse, a coarse word or, or had an argument ever. And I couldn't believe that. No, I find that I said, what, what, very hard what to planet believe. are you living on? I'm, the planet of fibbers. So because I, that's I, just, not, I can't that that just it's not normal. And that and that's cannot be Look, a, a way to 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 have have the bar lifted in in life and say i have to achieve that bar to never ever ever argue or have any kind of disagreement with someone that you love and live with forever ever well yeah so to bring it kind of personal you and i have been married for 16 years yes and in that time we committed from the very beginning to never call each other Horrible names. Yes. And I think we have pretty well kept to that. Yes. I cannot True. recall ever, ever a time mm-hmm. where either of us has called each other a, a nasty name. Right. Like ever. Yeah. Okay. And that's not easy to do sometimes when you get really unhappy and you start having difficulties, discussions, and disagreements, right? Yes. It's just the habit. People kind of burp, 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 lash out. But you and I have kept to that. That's not to say our marriage is perfect. No. It's it's very good, but it's not perfect. And we have our arguments and we have our disagreements and we have our moments where we have to talk things out. And it's yes. not fun and it gets tense sometimes. But those arguments are few and far between. We've only had a couple of what I would call really big fights mm-hmm. the entire time. But we've had some disagreements and we've had some, you know, intense words, but nothing you know, negative or damaging permanent damage. Right. 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 Would you agree? Yeah. It can happen, but it's, it would be foolish to say we've never called each other a bad name and we've never had an argument. We agree on everything. Yeah. We just love each other so much. Yeah. We do, but that's a big fat lie to say we've never, you know, argued. So just want to make that clear because there are, you know, uh, 
there are people who do have that and have that capability. But again, to say that they're so perfect that they've never had, uh, no, I, I have trouble with that. Yeah. And one more thing, and I swear we're going to get back on it, is, <laughs> is that wherever, sometimes the location of where you're from, sometimes love is um, talking and uh, disagreeing loudly. And that is sure. actually reflected as love. You know, uh, folks in New York or other countries, they just talk loudly and it seems in like they're cases, arguing yeah. And, yeah. And, dis- and they, they seem like, oh, they're fighting. No, they're not fighting. They're actually talking. It's communication, and it is how you communicate. But again, I think there's there's a lot. There's a whole mess of factors. I love that this show. The show Mm -hmm. gives us pictures of imperfect relationships, and then shows how they at least attempt to work on them. Now, Rumple and uh, Belle, it's a tough call. They there there's there's you know a couple ways they could go with this. They could be. They're done. That's it. No more. They could say, hey, we're putting them through a really rocky patch right now. But you know what? It'll make them stronger in the long run. And then there you have it. So, I mean, th- we don't know that the, that it's completely over. This could just be a really rough patch right now. Yeah. We don't know. Let me let me kind of loop back into uh, Rumple and Bell and then we'll we'll move on. Is that I think it's interesting to have a to have Bell who stood by Rumple, who's mm-hmm. believed in Rumple this whole yeah. time, yeah. and Rumple finally, basically, has done what Bell I think really wanted in her heart. Yeah. To she didn't require him to not be the dark one, but I think in part of her, well, maybe it was our hearts that we all wanted him to not be the dark one anymore. Right. Just let go of that and be. Belle's husband and and love of her life. And now he's got rid of that. And then at this point, Belle said, you know what? I've stood by you this whole time. I've really put up with a lot of different things. And, you know, uh, I I need to take a break from you. And I'm going to I need to sort some things out. That's not what he expected. He no. expected her to say, oh, fantastic, we're going to be happy. But life is full of left turns. That's kind of it where is. I want to kind of. It is. I yeah. kind of am a little ticked at him. But again, part of it is, you know, he's we've already said this a, a number of times. Dark ones tend to be very immature. Yeah. And his immaturity showed in this episode, now that I'm thinking about this, for him to kind of almost offer an ultimatum to her, say, look, if you really love me, I'm going to be at the well. And if you don't show up, then I know how you really feel. What? Right. That's kind of like it. That's that put her between a rock and a hard place to be truthful. Well, I, I think it's more of look, a romantic it thing. Was, it was tr- so. it was trying to be. A, I get it. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. And, you know, it was very hopeful and, and gave people a lot of hope. Oh, she showed up. Yay. But here's the thing. He put her between, you know, in a difficult position because she does love him. But she's like, look, I got to take care of myself right now. I've been taking care of you for all these years, mm-hmm. trying to get you back on track and try to keep you off the wrong path. And. And you have deceived me at every freaking turn. So, you know what? I love you and I'm good with that. But I need to decide if I can be around you and I can't do that with you. So I got to take a step back. I got to have some time to myself. I need to figure out what I feel. And then we'll go from there. So she didn't say, I'm not going to be with you ever again. She just said, look, let me heal myself. Let me 
take care of what I need to right now and give me a chance to figure out what I really want, what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Go Bell. I respect that. Sure. Figure out what's best for you, you know, and, and, and hopefully he will be smart enough to let her do that. I think so. I think, I think it's reflecting life a little bit and we, we will see what we will see. Yep. All right, I'll continue on with the email. I have a dreadful feeling that the next episode is going to leave us with an enormous cliffhanger and three months of additional angst. (laughs) I think you're right. Yeah, they're good at that. At least the 100th episode will include my all-time favorite villain, Peter Pan. And Robbie K is fantastic, so it'd be great to see him again Yeah, for sure. It will. All right. As always, thanks for your podcast, Kathy T. Thank you so much, Kathy, Kathy, for that email. Yep. Colleen, take it away. Next one. Okay. From Brad. Wake up, dearies. It's time for the things I learned this week in the episode Broken Heart. And I'm sorry, but I don't do a very good rumble. So... (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would have done a much better one. Sure. Positive. Yeah. All right. Number one, having someone around to tell you when you're being stupid is very beneficial. Yeah. You know what? That is true. True. Uh, <laughs> number two, Hook would have made Jack Sparrow proud with that pirate flourish. Yes, he would have. Number three, monks secretly prefer leather. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And talking. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Number four, when someone tries to do you a favor by killing your evil stepsister, the least you could do is be grateful. <laughs> yeah. Aw. But see, that proves that Regina's really changed because Regina would have before would have been like, great plan. Let's do it. Regina redeemed is so much better because she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not smart. Number five, Archie better keep his schedule open because couples therapy is going to be at an all-time high. Yep. <laughs> that is so true. Poor Archie. I hope I, I hope know. he's close by. I know. Maybe he I took a sabbatical. Him. I don't know. Um, number six. Do not get any ideas from this, by the way. Hmm. Number six. Having a magical dream catcher would be great for making your wife forget about all the dumb things you've done. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. That's yeah, a, they don't you're right. That's not a good idea. No. Hmm. Number seven. Fascinating. Finding out there's a book that chronicles the dark ones is like carrying a couch up 10 flights of stairs only to realize the out of service elevator was actually repaired that morning. Ah, yep. <laughs> you don't got time for that. Nope. 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 Number eight, Nurse Ratchet is at the top of the list of people you should never put in charge of watching dangerous villains. <laughs> uh huh. <coughs> I mean,. It is a little swipe of her hand gone. No coffee oh this gosh. time. Oh, that's hilarious. Number nine, 50 First Deaths may be a potential sequel if Emma continues to erase Hook's memory. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that movie too, by the way. First, 50 First Dates. It's a great movie. <laughs> and number 10, this episode started out great, but in the end, it just went to hell. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, that was a groaner, Brad. Uh, that hell was no. a good one. Hell no. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> and on that, let's just move right along. Uh, Burning questions. Shouldn't Killian have automatically had his hand returned as the dark one? Hmm. That's true. I keep saying he's got the power. Why didn't he just give his hand? They need to just get rid of that hook. Seriously, well, we're done with it. I thought I, that that was going to be the way it was. But I did too, but uh, whatever. All right. 
I agree with you. Uh, Rumpel's leg was healed after his transformation, so this part didn't make much sense to me. Me either. I understand all the things he can do with this hook, but as a dark one, having it is kind of pointless. If his hand had returned and then he changed it back, then I could overlook it. Well, it's kind of like if, you're, if your name is Hook and you don't have one, people just keep asking, why, do you, why is your name? Oh, yeah. So. yeah. When Hook kills Merlin, he totally embraces the darkness. So why doesn't his appearance change? Rumpel and Nimue changed immediately, and Emma changed once she turned Hook into a dark one. It seems very inconsistent. You're uh, right. However, it actually did change. His appearance did change. Yeah, I'll tell very, you how. Very his subtle. hair's all messed up. Okay, yeah, messy hair, but his <laughs> eyes look... He oh. looks like a walking dead person. Seriously, because right. no, he's very good. pale, and his eyes have circles underneath him. He looks horrible when he's dark one mode. When and, I, but again, she took his memory, so maybe the whole being a dark one is the manifestation of the memory, and it's kind of like when Zelina turns green, it's the manifestation of her feeling jealous. I know, I know. Hook needs I'm to go saying. Hook needs to go to Dr. Whale's um, hairdresser <laughs> and get his hair dyed gray or silver, because <laughs> that's the way Emma her hair went. Nimoy didn't go that direction. Emma was blonde. That's why her All hair right. went silver. Okay. Hooks went darker, if anything. Well, Hook hadn't done the evil thing to start changing his skin yet. So we'll no, see. No, because again, right after he did kill Merlin, right. he didn't have that opportunity to change because the spell was cast. They were transported back to Storybrooke. And remember, when they're in Storybrooke, they don't look like they do in, you know. Enchanted I, Forest. I think once Once Upon a Time is over and all uh, oncers just keep kind of talking about all these different things, um, <laughs> whatever, I think they're going to lock us up. They're going to put us in those rooms underneath next to Sydney yeah, Glass and much. all that. Yeah. And then we'll just say, you know, you know, what color poof smoke was that? Yeah. 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 Crazy. yeah. 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 All right. Um, observations. Out of all the times that Belle could have rejected gold, she chooses now after the darkness has completely left him. Maybe she secretly enjoyed taming the beast. To be fair, she has every right after all the things he's done to her. It has confused me to see the dedication she has for him time and again, even after he has hurt her so many times. Now, a pure of heart rumple who can give her everything she's ever wanted is rejected. It was a twist I didn't see coming, but unfortunately, it wasn't a very good twist. That is an interesting observation, simply because... I agree with you. It's like, dude, she did, however, reject him completely when she forced him out of town in last season. Right. So she had, she literally rejected him and he was still dark at that point. So to be fair, she did do that. He ended up coming back. And I think in her heart, she'd already kind of let him go. And then now she has to deal with him coming back. She kind of sort of moved on a little bit. And we saw that with the whole relationship with will and so now i agree though he's pure of heart he can give her everything she wants and it makes her reject him it's kind of like when um and i'm gonna say this and then i'm gonna say this as nicely as i can because i was a young girl once and uh it tends to be that the boys who are very rebellious are very attractive to girls, mm. nice yeah. girls, right. because they're a little bit bad. But the minute that a bad boy turns out to be a softie, they get dumped. Hmm. I've seen it. 
I'm not saying it always happens, but I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And that's because the thrill is gone. B.B. King had it right. The thrill is gone. Right. There's no, you know, there is something very delicious about a forbidden romance with, you know, a boy from the wrong side of the tracks or from a boy who, you know, pierces his ears and I was in jail. His hair. I was in jail. Twitter jail. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't count. Sorry, but if that's the worst thing you've done, that's <laughs> that not going to attract a bunch of women. I'm sorry. But I didn't return it, a, a library book that was late. Okay. I tore off one of those. Uh, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Interesting. Go confessional. Okay. Because we're all good, right? You already have me. You don't have to worry about that. But what I'm saying is that is very. That is a very typical thing. It doesn't happen all the time, and not all bad boys are boys who look like they're bad or I bad. A, I ride a bike. I swim. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is it's there is this whole thrill of the chase once you catch it. And flip side is guys love chasing a girl who says no, 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 no all the time. And then when they catch her, then it's like, uh, yeah, maybe not what I wanted. And and we've seen that time and time again. I can name a number of television shows where they've kind of made fun of that part. But anyway, there's an episode of Friends all about it. I got you. I get anyway, you. let me continue. If Gold is responsible for responsible for the actions he did as the Dark One, at least in Bell's eyes, will Hook be held to the same standard? Uh, he should be. They all should be held accountable for what they do, right? I fear this will have a lasting effect on Emma and Hook's relationship. It's true he had the darkness tempting him, but ultimately it was Hook who made the decisions. It's the old, the devil made me do it argument. Mm. Yes and no. I agree. He's not fighting hard enough against the evil, but I believe, honestly, I meant that when I said it a few minutes ago, when when Merlin's heart was crushed, it was not Hook doing it. Oh, yeah, it was his hand. It was his body physically, but emotionally, mentally, I think he was kind of pushed to the side, trapped in a little cage down deep inside of his body, and it was Nimoy in full control. Because that's definitely something she would do. So, anywho. Um, sorry. Let me continue. After everything Storybrooke has gone through with gold on the Dark One, why is it nonchalantly brought up that a book that chronicles the Dark Ones exists? When it was mentioned, nobody even batted an eye. Emma even had the attitude of, I've got better things to do. David, in the last episode, was asking King Arthur who Nimue was. Are you telling me that the whole history of Dark Ones has been in Storybrooke the entire time and nobody looked at it? (laughs) Why haven't these chronicles been studied and memorized by this point? It would have been much more tolerable if they spoke of it as a myth or legend that needed to be found. Yeah. And it's possible that it is. it does need to be, or perhaps, and here's an even more important perhaps, uh maybe gold had it hidden somewhere in his shop the whole time. And that's why nobody knew about it. 50 shades of dark ones. (laughs) Oh, sweet Lord. I'm not going to even go there. (laughs) Okay. But I'm saying that I agree with Brad that if it's been out there in the, in the open the whole time, that's positively ridiculous. I agree. But if it's been something that's been locked away that nobody could have gotten to, you know, Rumple kept it very secretive, hidden, secure, safe, etc., then I'll give them a pass. We just we don't know yet. He just mentioned it. Doesn't mean, you know, that it's 
out there in the open for anybody to see. I would check up in the the top of the uh, tower, clock tower, clock oh, absolutely, tower check absolutely. there, and going to Gold Shop. There's oh, yeah. keys left in stuff all the and, time. And down in um down in uh, uh, Regina's Vault, Regina's Vault, or Maleficent's Lair. Oh yeah, just there's an there's elevator. Any just number go down there. Yeah, there's any number of places that it could be hidden. You know, or apparently in the lake now. So <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Mayor's office. I all right. Know. Uh, continuing, or finishing up the email, I should say. Things I learned in first thoughts of broken heart. Number one. Oh, this is things he learned in first thoughts. Yes. Okay, here we go. Number one. Jeff keeps a list of once's magical laws and updates it frequently. Yes. And I've <laughs> added the Dark Ones Chronicles to that. <laughs> yeah. So where it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two. Rock music is very informative. See Rush. It is. It is, man. Rush. Yes. Number three, Red Thursday is a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. It, it's a spe- oh, it's a special shopping day. Oh my gosh! Number four, real life applications can be found in the movie Liar Liar. They're there. So you just got to look for them. You just got to look. Um, and number five, Oz is a sexy place. It is a sexy place. <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, that's it for now. And just a heads up: don't mind all the dust at Granny's. It's only Merlin's remains. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of Brad. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. And this is from Katie from Florida. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. Jeff, you have mentioned before that you think the smoke means different things like curses and specifically people depending on the color. I agree with you. So far, I have purple for a dark curse, red for the dark one hook. Yep. Black for evil queen Regina. Gray for the dark one, Emma, and green for wicked Zelina. Very good. And blue was Cora, if I'm not mistaken. Really dark blue. And Didn't also for blue? the genie as well. Yeah, there was one for the genie. Yep. That was blue. Uh, oh, okay. This was a great episode. You made some great points and first thoughts. The episode would have been better for the second hour the other weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. It looks like next episode is going to be intense. Here are some of my favorite quotes. We save each other. That is what our family does. And th- I love those type of uh, statements yeah. that Snow makes. They really cuts to the uh, middle of the issue. And she is the voice of, of reason and the voice of hope. Yep. Snow, fine. You're being stupid, so stop it. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Snow, oh, okay, fine. Okay. That was the quote from yeah, yeah, Snow. Yeah, yeah. Regina. Now the... Fine, you're being stupid, yeah, so yeah. stop it, was attributed to Regina. That is that is correct. I got to learn about commas. Yeah, you do. Once you go green, you never go queen. <laughs> Zelina. Poor Zelina. Oh. Man, I mean, she just says things, and it's a good thing Regina's redeemed, because yeah. Zelina would just go flying out a window. She would have been toast. She, she would have been She would have been twinsies with Merlin. Yeah. Dust. Regina saying Henry made her her best self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. I've spent too many hours trying to no, mend years. Years. Okay. Trying to mend your heart. Now I need to protect mine, Belle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Snow, Emma, we love you. Emma, you don't trust me. Charming, we don't trust the darkness. Yeah. That was a great exchange. Yeah. That was absolutely true. As tough as that is, that is yeah. the truth. Yeah. Thank you, Katie, so much for Thanks, that Katie. email. All right. This one is from Trace. Hi, Colleen and Jeff. Hope I'm not too late. You are not. 
First, Brad's emails made me laugh so hard last week. Thank you. So there you go, Brad. Good job. <laughs> Can you hear that? Her laughing. Just open a window and yep. you'll hear okay. Trace laughing. Okay. Yep. Uh, relationships surely took a hit this episode. Though my Rumbell heart took a shot, I don't believe it's over quite yet. Belle did what she needed to do. She chose herself for once. And if there was any chance for these two, she needs to make peace with herself and the years she has been hurt. As much as Rumpel has changed, his turn seemed fast to him. But to her, it's been years of mental abuse. Then again, was that even Belle? Evil Hook could be trying to get to Rump. Can, can never tell anymore for sure. Mm. And oh, Hook, he was right. He cannot fight the darkness at all. Here are my thoughts on Broken Heart. Yeah, I almost wondered at that point if that was Belle. I'm pretty sure it was because Belle definitely wants to protect her heart and she really does love him. And I, I think Hook is just, eh, who knows what's going on with him? He's, he's, he's losing his battle to the dark side and I don't like it. I don't like it. But anyway, uh, continuing. I think maybe they haven't named the baby because they are waiting for a hero to name her after. Perhaps her mother will come through in the end and sacrifice herself for her daughter, and they will name her Zelina. That would be kind of sad, actually, because mm. I really want to see Zelina redeemed. Yeah. Uh, I really am so over this baby storyline. It was so unnecessary, and I feel it is dragging down their story, which is why it has to mean something big or why even do it. Uh, yeah. They The problem is they have these babies, and then we never see them again. They talk about them, but we never really see them. Man. Uh, loopholes. Why again did it take almost 200 years and total debauchery by Rump to find a portal of Bay? He had the way the whole time. Mm -hmm. Nimoy had, has been in his head. He went to Camelot even. I feel like the whole story is starting to mean nothing. That's an interesting point. Yeah. It's kind of one of those weird things. I can't believe Merlin is dead. Rest in peace, Merlin. There goes my theory that he was Lily's father. If we even go back to that story. Yeah, that is true. That's yeah, you a valid point. They said that they were keeping her and they were going to tell the story. Apparently not uh, in season yeah. 1A. Yeah. No one is ever really dead in this show except, except Neil. And we do have that ale to chat with people in the underworld. Underworld. So maybe we'll see Merlin again. You mean you meant 5A. You said 1A. Oh, you're right. I meant 5A. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, Nimue admitted she loved Merlin. That has to mean something, right? It's the second time they made a point about that. Yeah, I still think that's going to be the thing that is going to... Her love for him is going to make her sacrifice somehow. I, she's going to sacrifice herself. I don't know. Well, and, I and hope so. Another thing, too, is that all the dark ones really exist in one person, shall yeah. we say. Yeah. That's going to come into play with the undoing of something. So yeah, it will. just yeah, keep it that will. in mind. Uh, Hook is a great dark one, super sexy and super evil. His crazy eyes and tussled hair. Ugh, let's just take a moment here, Colleen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's taking a moment. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I had hoped for a Bonnie and Clyde Captain Swan style, but knowing that Emma's really still good and can fight the darkness was even better. I love Rumpel getting his moment, even though he lost Belle for now, and that he didn't really win the dark one always has the backdoor motive just needed his blood or what if hook is pulling an emma and trying to beat the darkness with a plan of his own i mean he could have killed rumple so easy and he knew they needed nimoy to help them and he did get her there so maybe he's pulling a bait and switch of his own hmm. i would love that if that was the case and they both just left the sword there 
Yeah, that was one of the things I kept saying. I'm like, dude, seriously? But then he actually did have it when he went to the well with uh, Belle. Mm. The well with Belle. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, okay, back to Belle. I actually feel like she led Rumpel on a bit. She did. She had her moment when she pushed him over the town line. She's been waiting at his side and even carried that giant rose around. Then when he finally became the man she's been waiting, she's like, nah, I'll just move on. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I'm yeah. totally with you. I'm a bit tired of the on again, off again, but do hope they find a good, healthy way to be back together. Let's just hope this doesn't send Rumpel toward wanting the darkness back again. Yes, mm. I'm with you. Yeah. The darkness would be a bad thing for him. He does not need it. I'd love to see him get power back, but not evil power. Good magic. Right. That's what I want him to have. Good magic. The underworld is about to descend on Storybrook. I don't believe we are going there. I think it's coming to us. Mm. I think everyone's coming through that portal. Remember, everyone in mythology, the underworld is not hell. All people that die go to the underworld. So not just evil is coming. Oh, that's a very good point because technically the underworld is not hell. Well, and, and I'm going to throw it this. It is, but it isn't. I, There's levels. And we've seen parts that aren't connected in this show that, that maybe should have been. The only thing I'll slide out on the table of discussion is the uh, fire room. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That was being used to communicate with When sleep. people were under sleeping. So, right, 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 right. Whatever. Anyway. I like the idea. Sliding that out. There. And to go back to that whole hook thing, if hook is pulling a bait and switch, oh my gosh, you want to talk about an epic twist? And I kind of almost wondered that myself. I'm like, dude, it's almost too easy that he's pulling this because actually what he's doing is he is making Emma fight the darkness harder so that she can stay good. Right? Right. Don't you see that? Yeah. So in theory, if he's pulling this crap with her, he could very well be doing exactly what we're thinking is that he is he is pulling a bait and switch and he is doing this to fight the darkness because yeah that would make total sense that that's kind of a cool theory i like it i like yeah. it a lot i hope that's where they go with it all right um finishing this off i can't wait for sunday wow this went so fast big love to you both and all the ones oncers talk to you sunday trace Talk to you soon. Oh, soon. I looked that up. I, <laughs> I looked well, up that up in the uh, Urban Dictionary. Be, <laughs> I did. Uh, it's, it works. Talk to you Sunday. Oh, no, you're right. But I mean, I, I looked and I went. Talk I to you know. Saturday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday, yeah. soon, someday. Thank you, Trace. Thank you, Trace. Thank you. <laughs> we aren't having Shortly. coarse words. I know, I know. See? <laughs> All right. So that is it. For very cool emails yeah. that really took us in all kind of different directions. Yeah, talking they did. about, uh, I think, awesome points. Mm -hmm. And I, that's that was my idea for this podcast. Yeah, the two. Exactly. And it is good episodes. because we get some new theories. We get some good questions. We get some, you know, ideas that are, you know, maybe different than what we originally had, but are really good ideas i don't know it all you can ask no, colleen no. well i don't, I don't know it all i don't either and I that's mistakes. why we ask yeah. you guys for your input Absolutely. it's really Absolutely. really cool hence the name fan podcast yes it's all about fans and you guys are the fans too that's true so i want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast however you found us for spreading the word for retweeting for being mm -hmm. involved with our facebook page for supporting if you 
are doing some shopping on Amazon, you can use this link, onceuponatimepodcast.com slash store. And if you do any shopping uh, on Amazon, we will get a small percentage. And it's basically working for the U.S., and it's not worldwide. So that's just... That's too bad. Just letting you know But that's good, though. I mean, it's, you know, every little tiny bit helps. Yes. It's nice. Helps us with, you know, equipment and things like that when we need to get new equipment. Yes. And, you know, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So in case you're worried about that, it it doesn't. So it's all good. So uh, I want to send big love out to everyone. And remember, big love is so big that you can't keep it all to yourself. Take what you need and pass on the rest to someone else. And if you're listening and you're in the Inland Empire, in the San Bernardino area, Mm -hmm. or know people who were involved in that shooting, extra big love to you. And uh, uh, shout out to Wayne because he lives in that area. And the whole whole area was affected by this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, that's it. And tomorrow, the winter finale. So buckle up. Who knows what Swan Song will bring to us. And until uh, First Thoughts tomorrow, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Roni's Own Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.